You're listening to the Evans Family Law Corporation podcast. I'm Richard Pollock, an associate at Evans Family Law Corporation, and I'm joined by Chow Tran, also an associate at Evans Family Law Corporation. And today we're going to discuss assisted reproduction. And Chow, just for our listeners, can you tell them what assisted reproduction is? Um, assisted reproduction are um, couples or individuals wishing to have children um, to start a family, uh, but they need the assistance of uh, another individual uh, for their genetic material or their uh, body um, to assist in the reproduction process. So uh, couples with infertility issues, um, gay and lesbian couples, members of the LGBTQ community, um, or just individuals uh, without partners but wanting to be parents. Now, Chow, why do lawyers need to be involved in that process? Well, normally we become involved uh, once the um, people have decided that they want to engage in uh, assisted reproduction, and we're generally referred to um, seek legal advice by the fertility uh, clinics. So just to uh, start with, I just wanted to define some of the terms and the individuals uh, that are involved in this process. So the, there's the donor, who we refer to uh, if they're donating either uh, egg or uh, sperm. And then there's the surrogate. Uh, the surrogate uh, could be the carrier, and we do have uh, what we call traditional surrogate or gestational carrier. So your traditional surrogate would be uh, the female uh, using her eggs, and so just a sperm uh, donation. Uh, and then a gestational carrier is really uh, has no genetic links uh, to the uh, baby or the embryo that they're carrying. They're just really um, the carrier for the uh, couple whose uh, genetic material is actually uh, being used. And intended parents are the actual couple that, uh, that's going to be the parents of this child uh, using assisted reproduction. And in, in terms of the legislation in, in the province of Manitoba and in Canada, have things changed over the past number of years? Well, one of the reasons why it's important for um, couples uh, and or donors and carriers to be involved uh, with a lawyer uh, when they're engaging in this process is because the law with regards to fertility in Canada right now is unsettled. There is a legislation uh, called the Assisted Human Reproduction Act, um, which actually has huge implications in terms of um, the process in exchanging the uh, genetic material and especially for exchange of money between the parties. So it's important for um, individuals who are involved in this process to understand what they can and cannot engage in uh, legally. Um, and also, uh, more importantly, to have their uh, intentions uh, as well as their expectations outlined clearly. So when uh, individuals engage a lawyer, um, some of the things that will need to be uh, determined are what uh, each of the party are, is willing to uh, provide uh, in terms of for the donor or the um, carrier, uh, what their responsibilities would be, and then uh, for the intended parents. So we need to know precisely for the intended parent's perspective to ensure that the uh, donor or the carrier whose genetic material is used uh, will uh, agree to give up all 
uh, custody and parental rights to this child. Uh, from the donor or the carrier perspective, it's important that expectations are outlined that they don't want to have any financial responsibilities and uh, custodian responsibilities after uh, the birth of this child. So for the main part, uh, an agreement is good to have that. And in fact, a lot of the fertility clinics require that before they uh, even have the parties uh, commence the reproduction process. So when you say agreement, do you mean like a signed Agreement? Yes, yeah. So in many respects, it's more of what people uh, commonly known as is a contract. But it's a surrogacy agreement or a donorship agreement is what we would call it. And again, it's generally to ensure that each of the uh, individuals that are involved in the process are aware of what their role is, uh, what the expectation is, and what the responsibilities are. Is there anything that a prospective client can do when coming to Evans Family Law Corporation to, to seek an assisted reproduction co- uh, contract agreement that they can bring or information that, that they should bring um, for such a meeting? Yes, well, that would depend on if you're the uh, donor or uh, surrogate or if you're the intended parents. So if you are the intended parents, um, it's good to uh, provide information as to what have you agreed to with your donor or your carrier. So in the case of a carrier, such as uh, how many attempts at uh, the uh, reproductive process are you uh, willing to engage in and uh, what uh, expenses uh, you've discussed uh, and how will those be reimbursed. Uh, From the perspective of the donor, again, it would be good uh, for you to have that conversation with the um, uh, intended parents in terms of how many uh, donations, uh, in terms of timeline in the process of the year, um, and when perhaps uh, uh, the agreement terminates. Um, and under what circumstances. So those are all important uh, aspects to consider and discuss um, ahead of time. And uh, once you meet with your lawyer, they will probably, based on what your scenarios are, uh, what they will need from you as well. Thanks, Chow. And thanks for listening to the Evans Family Law Corporation podcast. For more information and for more podcasts, please visit our website at evansfamilylock.ca.